Airwaves have just released a new album, The Dance. find Nicole Schneet not on the roof, but at home in Queens, ready to tell us why it took three years to do the dance. Don't you cry now, don't you cry. Feelings change now, give it time. It has been a while. Um, I'm feeling good about it. It's crazy because it's been over two years, but now that it's creeping up, it feels like too soon. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, yeah. And, you know, I have like the nervousness about people's attention spans with albums nowadays where it's like the day it comes out, it's like a big deal. And then it's forgotten. So I hope that doesn't happen. Right, right, right. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there and it's exactly it's battling <laughs> for everybody's attention. So there you go. Yeah. yeah. So my understanding is that the, the title, the dance, is named after some kind of New York City club that was briefly open and closed. How is that yes, inspiration? Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. um, I actually had a really nice date there, and it was there was something like magical about the place. It had this like spiral staircase, and it was with someone I'd wanted to go on a date with for a long time, and. The venue like closed down a week later and so it felt like almost like it didn't work out with that person so it felt like almost this imagined like dreamlike thing yeah and it was kind of interesting because the dance the venue was only around for eight months but it was a really cool spot and they they put on good shows and it was in a nice part of the city and right, right. so there was something like kind of like magical and kind of made up about the place in a way. <laughs> right, right. I think I saw some, something where the U.S. girls did the closing night there or something. And did oh, it, yes, uh, they did. That's right, Meg. So, yeah. <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. So, so from there, so what got the, the, uh, the album going for you? When did you actually start putting these songs together? Uh, probably about three years. First song I wrote was Black Metal Demon. And... Then I just kept writing. And the last song I wrote was Star Earring. Right. And that was written during the pandemic ah. um, with someone like remotely. Right. So, yeah, that was so Black Metal Demon was the first about three years ago. And then Star Earring was about a year ago. Uh huh. Well, so let's yeah. start with Black Metal Demon. I see you got okay. a couple of people working with you on there. Tell me a little bit about what, what got that one going. You're a Black Metal Demon. You're a black metal king You're a black metal diamond You're a black metal baby That's about a friend of mine who listens to black metal Right. And yeah. And whenever she's like fighting with someone or upset, she blasts black metal in her car. Uh -huh. And um, that's what it's for. I thought, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I was never really into metal, but there was something like kind of soothing about hearing that kind of music. Right. And just like that, like screaming and not knowing what usually men are like singing about. And, um, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. So I kind of like made up the idea of like a black metal demon in my head. Right. Right. And yeah. And wrote the song about that. Did it's like a, a romantic song, but it's not based on anyone in particular. All right. And the, I like the demon the doesn't look like Ozzy Osbourne, does it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just um, but yeah, I like the idea of having like 
the topic of the song being this really harsh genre of music, but it's right. like a really light, like kind of ballad. And so, yeah. And then I asked Greta from Frankie Cosmos to sing on it. And right. she did this really cool part that kind of reminded me of like Laurie Anderson. Right. And I didn't ask her to do that, but she just added that. And I love it. So well, it's interesting. Yeah. You mentioned Laurie Anderson. She gets, she's getting a lot of mileage airplay mentions these days. And I think it's, oh really? yeah, yeah. And I think it's partially because, you know, she was married to uh, Lou Reed and yes. when he was passed away and and so people have been interviewing her about Lou and about her own stuff and and like you say her own music is starting to you know from even the early 80s and things and oh superman and all that so it's pretty cool oh that's you, good yeah are yeah, you the part, the part greta did reminded me of oh superman right and unfortunately like i think a lot of people that's probably one of the only songs i know of hers i need yep. to dig in more yep. yeah all right so when it so once you got started what was the process like? Did did you have a, a like a plan in mind? Did you have more songs in the can and ready to go, or did you have to write specifically for the album? Um, I usually don't have a plan with them. It's right. like I think it just they, the songs just kind of come out naturally for me. But I did want to make some of the songs on like computer stuff, so I did that with Wait and a little bit with Star Earrings. So that was new for me. And actually, the pandemic helped create the record as a whole because I asked Luke to get involved, Luke Temple. And right. he was in that contributed to I think seven of the songs. So most of the album. And then I got Cass involved and Greta. That was all because we were stuck at home. Right. So it was cool. I was being able I like I finished these songs and then I was able to work with these people who were all over the place. And so it gave me something to do while I was stuck here and um, it was cool. So is that I a big getting... difference between that and the way you worked previously before pre-pandemic yeah, as it were? Yeah, I've never worked like that. Uh -huh. Yeah, never ever. Um, I guess I had Kevin Morby on my last record, but he actually did his part in my apartment. Okay. So yeah, no, I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you mentioned Luke played on like seven tracks or whatever. So yeah. how did the two of you why work with him? Why did you work together and what did how did it work between the two of you? I had done a tour with Cass McCombs in October before the pandemic. I'm like forgetting what year it was. I think 2019. Yeah, <laughs> I know the feeling. <laughs> and, um, I was in the car and my bandmate Brian played with Luke. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I think you would really like Art Feynman. That's Luke's other project. And I couldn't stop listening to it. I was like, this is amazing. It kind of reminded me of Arthur Russell. And I just kept listening to the same songs over and over. And then I noticed that Luke, I had never met him. And I noticed he did some production work with some friends of mine. So when the time came, I, I reached out. At, at that point, I had met him actually at a bar, like sometime during the pandemic. And I thought he was really cool. And I just thought he would add great parts to the songs and he did so excellent excellent yeah. cool so i see you've uh, put out a video for wait and yes. the lead <laughs> single or whatever for whatever the reason that it is these days yeah so why did you choose that one to kind of start out with wait wait i'm falling behind again wait wait i'm crossing the line I just think it's really catchy and it's 
the only one on the record where I wrote all the instrumentation on my own. So I was proud of that. And yeah, I just think people like happy, catchy music right now because things are kind of dark. So um, I went with that and Alien, which is really dark. But um, so I thought like the contrast would be nice. Right. The two singles. Yeah. And the video was so fun to make. Yeah. Yes. So speaking of the instrumentation on weight, what is that kind of, it sounds like a horn sound at the beginning. Is it a bassoon or a clarinet or something? What's going on there? It's a sax, sax really? sound from Logic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, saxophone. Yep. And, and uh, what, what, what is there a story behind the song? Uh, well, I wrote it on the subway, actually. I was, I teach kids music and, uh, one of the kids I teach lives about an hour away from me. Right. So I had a long subway ride and I wrote it on a program on my phone and I just came home and wrote the words for it. I, it was whatever was going on in my head that day. Um, so, but the music was all like, while I had my headphones on, on the train, yeah and the the lyrics i think like also like a lot of the like wait wait i don't know what you said can you say it again is like me dealing with i have adhd so just like attention issues and uh asking people to repeat sometimes but yeah 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 I have to do that here in New Zealand, but it's only because I can't understand the way they speak. <laughs> the, the Kiwi accent is a unique and beautiful thing. <laughs> have you ever been down here to this part of the no, world? No, I would love to come. I'd love to play a show there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. She should make a trip. So you mentioned Alien. With uh, What can you tell me about that song? Because you said that was a little darker going on. There. We take time. my brian who plays bass added there's like a a bow on the bass yeah so it sounds like a violin but it's actually him playing the bass with the bow an actual electric bass yeah an electric bass yeah (laughs) and it gave it such a cool sound it sounds kind of like eerie but the song itself is about like feeling safe with someone and protected and i kind of just pictured like being in a dark like cabin yep and like protecting each other and then a lot of the kids I work with say go off king it's like a I I don't know if you've heard you guys use that down there what is it's it it's like teenage, teenagers say it's they say go off king nope I haven't heard that one <laughs> <laughs> so that's the chorus I say like go off king um and it kind of means like go off with your bad self right 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 okay. yeah so a lot of a lot of kids I work with say that so I thought it'd be cool to I like that saying "go off, King." So I put it in the song too. Well, I'm glad I know. I'm coming to this, coming back to the states next month. If somebody says it to me now, <laughs> now I know what the heck they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Won't be offended. Yeah. And I see you just ended the uh, the album with a little like 48 second snippet of a thing called "Peer Peer." Yes. Sound like a home yeah. recording thing. What what's that all about?
That is actually about a friend that I had a falling out with, sadly, but um, there was a friend of like 20 years and now we're, we're cool, but it's about that friendship and right. I just wrote it and I liked that the TV was playing in the background or something was like coming out of my amp. I don't know what made it sound like that, but it felt right. kind of cinematic. So I just, I left it. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Yeah. So you're going to do some shows soon? I just did some shows. I was on tour for a week. I got back about a week ago and my record release is September 15th. Right. So how did yes. the shows go? What kind of, are you solo? Do you have a band with you? What's, what's happening there? I did that tour solo with backing tracks right. and it went, it went really well um, just because of the money situation and COVID cases are on the rise again. So yep. I thought taking four other people would be risky. Um, but I'm doing my record release as a five piece. Um, but it was cool. People responded really well to me solo, actually. So that was nice. Yeah. Have you done solo, solo, solo like that before? Or is that first? I never have. No. So it's got to yeah. be different. You don't have anybody it's else on stage. It's like it's, it's all it's you. Yeah. I mean, that well, the good thing is you only have to worry about yourself. And right. then the bad thing is you only worry about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's how I'd look at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Like if I mess up when I'm by myself, I don't have another instrument backing me up. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, well. Yeah. And do you get much interaction with fans? Do people want to come and talk to you about your songs and stuff afterwards? Yeah, every single show, people ask me what the last song I played was, and it's Wait. Uh -huh. So that song has been really well received. I started playing it out in November in New York, and that was a really crowded show. And everyone said, "What's that last song?" <laughs> so, well, that's a and good I time. noticed it got it has like a hundred thousand views in two months. So that's really awesome. And, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's cool. Now, if you can just yeah. turn that into real money. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does that happen ever? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I, it's very sad. Oh, one song I did want to talk about was the dance itself because it, okay. it, it kind of a fifties doo-wop vibe. I'm, I love yeah. music from the nineteen fifties and vocal groups and all that, and it oh, kind of cool. stuck in my head. I was wondering what you enlightened me about there. Bongo songs at the dance. Will this be a fallen? song because he does those like doo-wop-y singing and his songs right so i had him in mind for that and yes yeah, some of the lines in that song are about the venue um right. like i say will this be a fallen romance and you know it was someone i liked for a long time and right. it was just like a magical night and then also bringing in the kids again like i say um wild patience in the line kids screaming it's their turn to try so Sometimes I incorporate like my teaching job with like people I'm around and um, <clears throat> yeah, I love that Luke added the like the vocals in the back are perfect for it. It gives it that 50s vibe. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. it's cool that you're, you're working with these kids because that obviously kind of keeps you in touch with what the, the youth are thinking about and talking about. Right. right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> not that you're not that you're not young. I mean, I'm a thousand years old, so. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Everybody no, young to me. Yeah, on top of like knowing what's going on. But also, one of my favorite records ever is Knock Knock by Smog. Do you know that record? I don't know that one. I know Smog, but I don't. Okay. Was, that's Bill Callahan, right? Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. And he, that whole album, or on three or four songs, he has kids singing in the back. Uh-huh. And I was sort of picturing that kind of singing, and Luke ended up doing something very similar. So I, yeah, I was thinking of, of those songs when I wrote that too. Very cool. Very cool. All righty. Well, it sounds like it's all happening. Thank you very much for spending time with me. It's been Thank a real pleasure so talking to you and listening to the record. Hope everything goes well. And uh, Thank yeah, you. come on all down right. here Thank if you get a chance. So I would love to. I'll keep in touch about that. All right. Great. All right. Have a good Thanks, day. Marty. You Bye-bye. too. Bye-bye.